0: Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today are not, our full-time Liverpool reporter both home and away. James Pearce, he's currently still away, although we will be back for the game on Sunday. Also not with us is Andy Kelly. So uh, with us instead are Echo Duo, Christian Walsh and Paul Ghost. Hello, Christian. Hello, Ian. Hello, Paul. Hello, Ian. Are you feeling all right, Paul?
1: I've been better, I'll be honest.
0: <laughs> Someone's been enjoying his... Uh, Thursday ban- night. Yes,
1: basically. Yeah, Thursday night what he was,
0: called all yeah. other newspapers. That's what they think. Anyway, we'll start, Christine, with you. You've written a piece, uh, in fact the Purviews have actually written a piece this week, uh, regarding the Player of the Year award, in which the nominations have been announced for the PFA award, and there's no Sadio Mane. Um, Paul, actually, I'll start with you, because you suggested that they m- that might actually not be a bad thing for Liverpool.
1: Yeah, I think um, as long as the individuals are staying of the limelight, uh, as such, sort of going under the radar, I think that's a positive thing with Liverpool, I think for years they've been labelled a one-man team or a two-man team you think back to Gerrard and Suarez um, Torres and Gerrard and obviously when it was Gerrard and Owen um, so I think if they sort of get into where they want to be without getting the recognition of one or two star players and uh, sort of sharing that responsibility amongst half a dozen um, that can only be a positive thing.
2: Christian, do you agree with that? Yeah, it's all about the club collective bit of alliteration <laughs> for you it's, um, it's 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 what it's what Dortmund team thrived upon. Um, I'm, when I was researching from for my article, I saw that two seasons, Klopp won the Bundesliga with Dortmund. Um, of the four available awards, so there's a Journalists' award and there's a um, players award. Um, only one Dortmund player won, and that was Nori Sahin in the first season. He won the players award, which is was the 4 by magazine Kicker. Otherwise, no recognition. No, and the official player of the year, which is rose for by the journalists, which, let's face it, is you know the real award. It is, really, because I think they will find that journalists we know We know, know more about football than footballers. Of course we do. Um, yeah, uh, Neuer got it in the first season, and Marco Royce, then of Gladbach, got it in the second season. And this is a team that obviously won double in one of the seasons and ran away the league in the other. So it just goes to show you that I think even though Klopp's Stock uh, is so high because of what he does in terms of making individuals so good and, and improving individuals. Ultimately, it's the, the team cohesion that makes his team what it is. And you know, I made the point that Manny's had loads of moments this season, but at the same time, so Coutinho, so's so so's Firmino. Um, and then you've got the functioning likes of Juan and uh, Henderson, and you know, players like that, climb Matip. Milner if you want to throw in a couple of defenders, so
0: it's a team effort. I mean, that said, I mean, I did a little bit of research myself, uh, looking into goal scorers in games between. We have to say the top seven, because mm. basically, including Everton, the top seven are way better than everybody else this season. Yeah. The the top scorer in those games is Aidan Hazard. To give his actual name. He's got seven, but then next is Mane with six. So in that respect, well, I understand what you're saying about Liverpool shouldn't be, or fans shouldn't be too bothered that Mane's not in, you know, not involved in the shortlist. Do you feel as though he should have been?
1: No, not particularly. Um, really? I think if you look at the the top ten Premier League scorers, Mane just about breaks into that. I think he is tenth. He scored thirteen, and obviously he's had a, a fine season, fine debut season. Um, not a striker though. Well, no, he's not. I mean, as I say, he has had an excellent season. But you think of likes of you know Lukaku, who's way out. I think he's he's four ahead of Kane at the moment. Kane's second on nineteen. Um, Ibrahimovic, you know, he's come into the Thirty-five and talisman. yeah, mm, I mean, the he, ultimate talisman. He, well, he scored something like sixteen more than one matter. United second top scorer. Um, so as long as you know, Liverpool are sort of getting to where they want to be. um I'm happy to to, uh, to see so the you, team. Be Being, a team accolades yeah, rather than individual well, accolades. I think Ian Klopp's the biggest star at Liverpool, isn't he? That's interesting. So if there was a, if
0: there ah right, we'll we'll come back to this in a minute. So if there's a manager of the year award, are you giving the manager of the year award too? <laughs> Not, not, yeah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Christian, do you think Mane should have been in that shortlist, top no. six? No, no, I don't. I is don't. it just me that thinks that he should be? Do you know what? I, you, you could
2: argue. I think Sanchez has cooled off quite a bit. Yeah, well, certainly. you know,
0: it's this is the old thing about when exactly do they vote because They used to only vote in January, yes, which was basically after the it's, season. This is this is the yeah. issue. I
2: think what it does show, you know, I think if Mane is going to sneak in, it would be for Sanchez. But I think someone like Dali Ali is unfortunately to be in that top six as well. In all mm. honesty, um, but if you're going to look. Uh, Manet in general, and you know, his nomination, and even Lalan and Coutinho if you want to go down that route, um, and even Firmino, I think it just shows that Liverpool have been a bit unfortunate with absences and injuries. I think if Manet would have had a, a full season, I think he might have snuck in there. Um, it wasn't an injury with him, obviously, it was a case of uh, going to the Africa Cup of Nations. Likewise, I think in November, I think Coutinho would have been absolutely nailed on to be in that yeah. shortlist, yeah, nailed yeah. on. And then his season's pretty much been disrupted, and he's just starting to, to rediscover that form. But, you know, he basically had a 3 4 four-month season. Lalana, there was a point, that, uh, you know, when uh, people like Jamie Carragher would obviously laud them and putting them in team of the year. Uh, I think he put him in a Sky team of the half-season um, on Monday Night Football uh, after the derby. You know, he was getting a lot of recognition, a lot of plaudits. So I think if, if any of those three would have got a, a, a full run. I think that they might have got into the top six. Um, the, the difference there is that Hazard, Kante, Lukaku, uh, Sanchez, and you know to some certain extent Ibrahimovic, um, they've all been ever-present, haven't they? Really, the all Jordan, Kane's the only one there who hasn't. And I think you know Kane's going to get in because he's he's Harry Kane, he's England's top striker, and it, it, that's the way it always goes.
0: Do you think it's there's something quite quaint though in the the way that a lot of supporters have reacted to the being no Liverpool players on this list because it's almost like you know when, when you have your like your favourite bands or your favourite album and then then somebody has a go and you feel slightly affronted in some way it's, it's like Liverpool fans go well, hang on well you know we've done really well this season we were top for a little bit you know we fell away a little bit but we've we've played some of the most exciting football in the season yeah these are the players who. You know, who watching that they haven't, or is it, or it, could be, or it could be, as Paul, you mentioned, is the fact that the vote has been split through so many different Liverpool players rather than one or two that have been yeah, particularly that, outstanding.
1: I think that that might be what the case is. Liverpool have scored, is it 68? Yeah. yeah, 68 is so the highest scorers. Marnay's our top scorer with uh, 13. Uh, so it just shows you how much the, the collective responsibility, uh, you know, has been at the forefront of Liverpool's campaign. Um, was it three
2: players now that are on double figures? Three, four? Four. four. Three, three in the league. And yeah. I think it's three in the league and four overall. Uribe, yeah. Firmino, Coutinho and Manny. The
0: line can't be far behind. Seven he's on. Seven, yeah. Like, um, Milner's got half a dozen. Um, I think he got seven as well. Yeah. From, oh, from the penalty spot, of He's well, but what was that we found out about? Well, didn't find out, but we just realised about Milner. Where he scored the opening goal? White Hart Lane, Old Trafford and the Etihad. Yeah. And how many of those games did Liverpool win? Zero. <laughs> were they
1: all penalties? Yeah, they, they were, were all, all penalties,
0: penalties, yes. Uh, who else did he score against? Another big it. Yeah, That was a big goal. it uh, Seems a very long time ago now, though, doesn't it? October. Too long. Now, final word on the player of the year. We know the shortest of the sixth. And it's Hazard, Kante, uh, Lukaku, Sanchez, Ibrahimovic and Kane. Christine, who would be your choice from that I mean, are we saying this as someone who put a bet on this, Marcus, at the start I'm of the season? I'm <laughs> saying this as somebody who has to give me an honest answer now.
2: Well, I think the answer is the same. I, I, I put money on Hazard at the start of the season. I, I, I thought the way he was playing towards the end of last season without Mourinho boded well for what he was going to produce. And, and I think he's delivered on that. I think he's been the standout star for the standout team. Um, I think Costa's actually quite unfortunate not to get in that top six. Actually, when you think about it, uh, I think that the, the suffered China probably didn't know He sort of had a bit of a
0: wobble, didn't I he? I it the fact he winds up all the, all the opposition players as well, doesn't <laughs> it? It, he? Him, <laughs> it? Um not going
2: to for him. But Hazard's been for me the best player of the of one of the best teams um, in Premier League history. In terms of they're going to get one of the biggest points holes They've been pretty dominant throughout. Once he hit the front, you haven't been able to catch them. And I think it's it's Hazard. I, I I just can't have Kante. I just, <laughs> I, I, he's a brilliant player and obviously he's really important, but I just... I'm sorry, but Hazard, what football's meant to be about?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... It's hard to overlook Hazard. You look at his performances in the big games in particular and, and what was he? He scored seven, has he? Um, I think he yeah, seven. In, yep, in, seven, games yeah. in games yeah. the top seven. So, you know, he's back to the the kind of form that he was in when we won the league in um, Mourinho's first season. He's... Uh, he he's a well class talent and he's shown that this season. You know, he's the kind of player that, that you do pay to, to go and watch. Um and I think Kante's been a bit unlucky because I think since he's come to the Premier League playing for Leicester and Chelsea, he's lost like half a dozen games at that. Um so he's had a terrific season himself but Hazard is, you know, the type of player you always wanted to be when you were playing in the street. Um and
0: did you, did, you, did you want to be did you want to be Aiden Hazard
1: well, going past players and yeah all that kind of stuff? taking on six players and putting them in the bottom corner that's that's why you, you watch the game
0: yeah now you know from having seen me play five per side that's not very <laughs> possible for me to do that <laughs> now, I, an honourable <laughs>
2: mention though for Ibrahimovic I think I no I, I'm not, not having any
0: honourable mentions for like Ibrahimovic.
2: Ibrahimovic you know he's 35 he hardly misses a game and he scores well, loads I'm, of goals I'm, I'm what I'm more what more can,
0: can I'm 41 ask? and hardly miss a day at work he <laughs> <laughs> doesn't score many goals though so you both both going for Hazard, Hazard. Yeah. and I think I'll go along with you on that because there's no way I'm giving it to it. To I mean, the, the the one that I think is perhaps not getting the recognition that he deserves in terms of this conversation is Lukaku. This is the blood red podcast thing. I know, the the, but the, the, they are there, and we get to see them, and oh, we them. know that he is a oh, he's a very good footballer, he's, he's and you know that player. when he, you know, when he goes because he probably looks like he's going to go to a better team than Everton, you know, which just going to score. A load of goals nice. because he just 23,
2: them. 23 yeah 23 years yeah. of age, he's, he is frightening. Uh, Liverpool should probably look at buying him in the summer, but then, as I've said before,
0: I should look at asking Jesse from Little Mix House. Indeed. I will look ahead then. <laughs> <you> are, this <laughs> is, again, this is a play. Uh, Neil Jones is not here, by the way. He would not have Kante at all, would he? No, no, no. He he's, he's absolutely he's terrible. Well, no. he doesn't think that. He just he thinks can't he's not himself. Well, oh, true. So. Uh, <laughs> On that one. <laughs> you can't argue with that. Um, looking ahead then to Sunday's game at West Bromwich Albion. Now I know Liverpool fans are what would normally not be looking forward to this game too much, but with West Brom and Tony Pulis and all that. But the manner in which they beat Stoke Paul um, last week, you know, it looked I know Christian was there, but we were looking at it from afar, and you know, at one nil you were thinking it's the same old, same yeah. old. Couple of goals, great goals. So it's changed the entire mood, not just to that game, but the entire club, and and looking ahead to the last six games of the mm-hmm. season, hasn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean, I suppose the plus point for Liverpool is West Bromwich in the bottom half. Um, they don't score many goals. Solomon Rondon hasn't scored this year, I think. Hal robson canu has gone... Hat-trick for so, Rondon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think canu has gone something like 600 minutes without a goal, and, and a lot of their goals come from set-pieces, and that's obviously Liverpool's um, Achilles heel. So, if they try to limit set-pieces, I think Liverpool will win the game. Um, it's always... Uh, a scrappy game and a, and a, and a pretty game when they play West, West Brom. Um, but um, I, I think, the as you say, the win against Stoke will certainly give them a, a big boost coming into this game. It, it's a similar type of game, I know, so a little bit behind West Brom, but it's that, that kind of game, um, you know, similar type. So I think, I, I, I fancy Liverpool on, on Sunday.
0: Now, Christian, Tony Pulis has never, ever, ever lost to Liverpool in a home game. In the in the Premier League, I think they lost in the League Cup. Stoke lost. Stoke lost to Liverpool when Liverpool won it in 2012. But is this just somebody who knows how to play against Liverpool, who knows where the weak points are, i.e., the defence, set pieces, and it? You know, he, he certainly knows how to set up a team, doesn't he? Uh,
2: yeah, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a personal thing. Whereas Tony Pulis knows how to beat Liverpool. I think it's just this is what a Tony Pulis side does, and Liverpool's Achilles heel for the past, however long we can remember, has been. Exactly what Tony people decide sides do so well. It's Liverpool know exactly what they're going to get on on um, on Sunday. Matip's being quoted today saying, you know, headers, long balls, you know, a lot of pressure in the air, uh, but he's not afraid. Well, I must admit, thing I'm a little bit afraid. <laughs> um, I mean, West Brom have, I think, they're bottom five, bottom six in terms of shots on target in the league this season, so they don't create much. You know, as, as Gorsley says, they're not exactly uh, free-flowing. But I think what you've got to, what you've got to remember, it, it depends which way you look at it. Yes, Coutinho and Firmino were sat on the bench against Stoke, and that was one of the reasons why Liverpool were so poor. But a better team than Stoke and a more clinical team than Stoke would have put Liverpool as a sword before Well, there's time. no suggestion
0: Liverpool are going to line up like that again. In, no terms,
2: suggestion. in terms of In terms of personnel, but in terms of shape, perhaps, and... I don't think Lovren looked all that confident. Um I don't think he's I don't think he's suited to a three man defence. Um we always see, you know, when he was at his worst under Brendan Rodgers, it was always because players were dragging him out wide. Yeah. And when you're in a three man defence, you get dragged out wide quite a of gotta play auxiliary right So right why back. doesn't
0: he just position himself as the central one then? And let Matip and presumably Clavan. Good
2: question. I don't know, it's just the way it's I mean Clavan sort of speaks for himself, doesn't he? Because he's left footed. Um, so, then I suppose it's a case of whether you want Matip or Lovren. Um, I suppose in, in theory, the idea is that Mateep is the ball playing centre back, he's the one in the middle who, who pushes on, but that wasn't happening against Stoke. It was Claver and Lovren who had the ball more than Mateep. So, you could tell that it was a system that wasn't, <clears throat> that was still in its early shoots, if you will. Um, and even though they had time on the training pitch, you know, it would have only been one or two days at, my, at most after the Bournemouth game, you would hope that. Uh, those seven days or what, whatever it's been, will we'll give ample opportunity for them to to do. Because I do think they will go three at the back. I think that's. It wouldn't surprise me until Henderson and, Matt and Coutinho, uh, not Coutinho, Henderson and Alana come back. Whether this is what we'll see for the rest of the season.
0: Can you see Liverpool lining up with three at the back at the, at the Hawthorns?
1: Possibly. Um. It, first half wasn't great, was it against Stoke? But that was something of a experimental side with Woodburn and Trent in there. Um. I think, as you say, Christian I think Klavan would be on the left because you know he's left footed. And, and I, but I think Lovren is, is good with both feet, so I think he might be in the middle, and you know Matip on the right. Um, it's 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 way for some teams. It's they've uh, certainly got the enough cover at, at centre back to to play those three, and then Lucas uh, could play there as well. Um, so it, it's something we might see on Sunday. Um, hopefully, it's a bit more of the second half of Stoke rather than the first half. If we- they do try it out.
0: Are we perhaps being a bit guilty of not giving footballers enough credit for being able to, to play in certain formations or perhaps are we looking at it the other way we're, we're perhaps putting too much on it and it's like, well, it's just three at the back rather than four. It's not that difficult. Yeah. Lots of teams do it. These are supposed to be footballers who train every day. There's, there's a way of looking at it nowadays. Because they, they must have played in these formations when they were younger. Yeah. Like when they play at different clubs because they don't necessarily I'm pretty just. Pretty sure have to Augsburg do play three
2: at the back. Yeah. Um I'm pretty sure they played three <clears> at <throat> the back against Liverpool. And you
0: think that Schalke would have done? And I'm pretty sure you know, Lovren when he was at some of his former clubs would have played three at the back. Sam would have, thinking, he would, would have played three at the back with Liverpool under Brendan
2: Rodgers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's just the idea, isn't it? That <clears throat> formations nowadays, it almost feels like the, they just on the screen at the start of match of the day if that makes sense mm. because especially in a, like a clock system everything is so fluid and so free moving that it doesn't really stay like that you know when the game kicks off everyone doesn't yeah. stay in their position and it's sort of that's more around. going
0: forward though isn't it than defensively yeah defensively is where you need you need a bit more um you know a bit more stability you know say, where, where you so go even then
2: even then against stoke as a <clears> we we're, were pushing in the second half at, at, at one nil um it's almost it was almost like a one four. Because you'd the uh, Matip is the sweeper and then you have the bank of four almost with Mil Klein, Clavan and um uh, Lovren as well. So you know, a free yes it is a free man defence, but you know, Lovran might end up being sort of a right back at some point, or Clavan might end up being a left back, or Matip might end might end up moving into midfield. So, you know, you can get a bit hung up on on formations, what I think it does represent though is an extra defender, an extra body in in on the pitch, for set pieces, for defending corners, and that was one thing that was noticeably better. Apart from Wijnaldum's brain, <laughs> brain fart <laughs> um, when he decides to try and nod it back <laughs> a, to, or whatever to be fair, was I think doing. he was trying to
0: head it away, out, but yeah. then he kind of misjudged it, complete yeah. the flight of the ball, and yeah, it all definitely. went a bit wrong.
2: It was like it was like a, it was a flyaway, wasn't it? <laughs> the ball from a uh, service stations, and. Um, so, that aside, I, I thought that the three central defenders defended really well from, from set pieces. They protected Mignolet in general, and Mignolet, when called upon, did well. And attacking-wise, Coutinho put a few nice balls in, Milner could put a few nice balls in, and and they were looking dangerous. So, you know, that's the big thing. It's not necessarily how they line up on the pitch, it's just the sort of players that are on the pitch. And, you know, if, if Stoke do go, not Stoke, West Brom do go route one, you, you'd hope that they've got more players on the pitch capable of dealing with that.
0: It's changing formation, Paul? Because you mentioned before about Jurgen Klopp is the star. It's changing the formation at this time of year? Is that kind of putting Klopp putting pressure on himself? Because he's kind of like, if Liverpool go out and play three at the back and they lose, it won't be them saying, "Oh, individually these yeah. players were poor." It would be, "Why did the manager do that?" So is he taking a risk himself, or is he just showing confidence and faith in a his ability to train these players? And no, it, I, and, I think um, it is. I
1: think it is a bit of a risk. Um, like Liverpool there now with six games to go. That, that, basically where they want it to be in August, uh, so I think if you sort of chop and change it a bit too much here and there and one or two results don't go your way, you're leaving yourself open and, and I think he might be doing that by going three at the back. Um, obviously his options are stretched with the amount of injuries that they've had at the moment, particularly to you know the influential players like Henderson and Lallana. Um, but I think, as you say, he is leaving himself open if it doesn't go well, um, but that's obviously part and parcel of Managing a club like Liverpool, uh... yes, it's pays exactly
2: enough, a... isn't I think Manny's a big issue in this as well that we, we can't really ignore, and the fact that Liverpool are terrible without them, and they have no width. Is this said of Manny who neither of you think should be in the Player of the Year <laughs> yeah, well, shortlist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in general, I mean, you, especially with no Lallana as well, because Lallana filled in on the right a little bit, and he he wasn't as good as he was in the middle, but he, he did an okay job, especially against Manchester City on New Year's Eve. But with no Lallana as well, it's just like well. Who plays right wing now? So what this does is sort of gets around that a little bit, doesn't it? Because you get the width from Milner, yeah. um, or well, not Klein, sorry, or, or whoever, Alexander Arnold. You get the width from from there, from the right, and also maybe Coutinho or Firmino in the whole drop, uh, moving to the. But right that, by as definition,
0: well. and that suggests this is something that he doesn't want to do, Jurgen Klopp, because if he had all his players available, which I know doesn't happen all the time, but. He would rather play a different formation, of even course, if yeah. it was West Brom or Stoke.
1: Yeah. I think his ideal uh, formation is the four T three, isn't it? With Lalana in midfield. Marnie
2: wide right. But ultimately there is no alternative to Marnay. And and Lalana sort of was a was a, as I say, a very okay six out of ten stop gap when he could be an eight out of ten elsewhere. But with Lalana out there there is no one in the squad who can who can play there. You know, because it's short, that they need to reinforce that in the summer massively. And again I
1: think that sort of highlights lack of of spending in January again, um, you know, everyone was sh- sort of scratching their heads at the time, and they still are. And with Mane off of the season, possibly might come back to Liverpool.
0: Well, as we say, they've only got these six games, which you know I think we mentioned in the last last pod that Liverpool won't need to win all these six games to to get into the the top four. Probably four will do it if we're being honest. I think Liverpool win on Sunday. I think they got top four. We've said this. We said this after Stoke, didn't we? No, but
2: I, I genuinely, you look at the, the fixtures. I, I think you could almost draw a line through Man United at the moment, uh, because I think Europa League is their priority and their games. Their run is ridiculous. Absolutely. And still I think after play. Arsenal against Sp- Palace, yeah, uh, Spurs, Sp- Sp- yeah, Sp-
1: Everton,
2: United. United. Yeah. Basically, if Liverpool win, if Liverpool win against West Brom, albeit for only maybe a few hours, they'll be twelve points ahead of Manchester United, nine ahead of Arsenal. Now we're in the middle of April. That's 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 massive. I don't care about the games in hand. That's massive. Yep. I think Liverpool beat West Rom. I think they've
0: got it. Now going back to the uh, three at the back, uh, Jurgen Klopp did his uh, his presser the other day, and he's been talking about he's got a certain lack of well less respect for people who suggest that he hasn't got a plan B. Which of course brings us right back to this three at the back question. I mean, do you think as though people perhaps haven't been respecting? Respecting him as much this season, because all the way through the season there's always been that you know that insinuation that Liverpool can only play one way, and if you you know find the way to play against them, is the way to stop them. If that was the case, then Liverpool wouldn't be third, would they? Because then everybody would be playing a certain way and go, well, oh, that's how you that that's exactly how you beat them."
2: Yeah. That, was, that was exactly his point. and it's not like teams haven't you know uh, West Brom turned up to Anfield and and were like this, and. Liverpool one, two, one and one should be They should have been, should have five, been like four and five. yeah and it was just it was a flattering scoreline for West Brom. Stoke turned up at Anfield around Christmas time and got disposed of four one. You know Liverpool have been beating these sorts of teams. It's the inconsistency. You know I think I've said that before on the podcast. The main thing You've is been, like, been con- you have been consistent in uh, both areas. Consistency, is, yes. Um, especially I think the the, the, the you know all the overall ground, but I think over the over the winter months, I think the, the, the squad was too. Uh, Fredbear, I think he got tired very quickly. I think they sort of run out of a little bit of ideas, and ultimately that makes it easier to play against. It's not the style of football, but if you're playing against tired legs and tired minds, you know, if if you had a Liverpool fit and fine and fresh now against Sunderland, for example, they'd absolutely wipe the floor
0: with them. But no, that's because Sunderland (laughs) Sunderland aren't fresh and all that kind of stuff. It's what the opponents are like. I mean, St Paul, West Brom don't really have a lot to play for this season. They played at Everton the other week and were well beaten. And there was some criticism afterwards Were you know, they're on the beach, all this, that and the other. Yeah. Then they played um, Arsenal and them. What was the last game? Did they play? Uh, they, they lost didn't... to Southampton. They lost to yeah, Southampton. That was at home, was, was it? Yeah. Was it at home? At home, one Yeah, the, it was home, they yeah. lost But that's one of those games they could easily, close enough. But for them, this is this will actually be a bit of a, a big deal for West Brom, because this will be another chance for, you know, a scalp for them. And it'll also yeah, be a chance yeah. for, for them to, like, show, hang on, we're still here. We've got, you know, we're safe, we've been safe for weeks and we want to prove that we deserve to be in that top half.
1: Yeah, I think Liverpool would do well to look at that Arsenal game actually because, it, you know, West Brom's goals were typical of where Liverpool's problems lie, particularly, you know, to set pieces. I think Kevin McCauley's their top scorer, um, you know, he's a center back, so that tells you quite a lot about the way they play. Um, West Brom sort of exposed Arsenal's soft centre and that's an accusation that Liverpool have, have had to deal with uh, throughout the season. So I think... They need to, to get that area right on Sunday uh, because teams don't have to work hard to score against Liverpool. You look at when they beat Hull out of sight in September, Hull didn't get out their own half, they got one corner and scored it. Um, Liverpool was sort of hanging on against West Brom in October despite hammering them for much of the game. Again, they, West Brom just simply got a corner and, and made it difficult for the last 15 20 minutes. Um, so I think Liverpool will need to sort of go to the Hawthorns with you know puff out the chest and you know be ready to,
0: to deal with what's going to get thrown at them. I think, as you mentioned just before, though, about set-pieces, it also works the other way, where Lovren hit the bar from a corner at Stoke because they Liverpool had a bit of extra height, and there's every chance that Liverpool's own attacking threat at set-pieces, which we have to expect they will get some because of the way that they play the game. Is that they'll have If they do play three at the back, they'll have more chance of getting a goal there, won't they?
2: Yeah, most definitely, and that's, that, that is a plus point, and I think that's probably... It's all about marginal gains, isn't it, with, with going to think, and I, I think he's sort of looking at that sort of that sort of game and thinking, well, a set-piece might decide this. And, uh, you know, when you think about it, ultimately, I know it wasn't from a set-piece, but it was from a ball. Like, why that, that got Liverpool back into the game against Stoke? It was, you know, you wouldn't have thought that would come, uh, an equaliser would come from that sort of, but it was a nice little ball by Emery Chan. Um, into storage, obviously, he came back to Coutinho to, to uh, fire home, but it's, yeah, it's it's the sort of thing that Liverpool needs to be better at. Um, I don't think they're as bad at, at corners as people. I think, if you asked anyone who watches their team regularly, I think they say they, they were terrible at corners mm, as yeah. well, bar maybe West Brom. <laughs> um, Taking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, just, it's just, it's confirmation bias really, isn't it? I don't think, because there's so many and there's so, I think it's 5% of corners are, result in a goal. So, when you think about every, for every 20 corners you see your side say you score one, you're going to think they're terrible at corners. So, I don't think they're as bad at corners as people say, but at the same time, there's definitely room for improvement there. And you know, look, if Liverpool won one nil and it was off genuine Wine
0: f- funny shaped head, alas, <laughs> Stoke, I'm sure they'd take it. We'll come back, we'll finish in a second with who you think going to actually be playing up in, in the attacking areas for Liverpool. But just a quick word on Harry Wilson, who he's been going great guns for the under-23s this season. He got another two, I watched the game against uh, at Southampton. On Monday night, they were 2-0 down, got it back to 2-0. He scored them both. Uh, he's got 27 for the yeah. season now at that level, which, given the fact that they play about, I think they played 20 games or 19 games, it's an awful lot of goals for somebody who isn't even a striker.
1: It is. Um, I, I was looking at him recently. He's recently turned 20, I think. Um, it makes you wonder why the likes of Ben Woodburn shows him mean pushed to the front a little bit more. Um, and, you know, Wilson's the captain of the under-23s and you know, he's scoring goals left, right and centre. Um, but obviously... Yeah, and Klopp must see something in, in Woodburn that perhaps he doesn't in in Wilson. But I'm sure that there's time on on his side, and we'll we see a little bit more of him next season, probably.
0: I mean, do you do you expect that, Christian? Because obviously, there's going to be European football, and you know the likes of Woodburn, and Wilson in particular. Obviously, we're talking about here. Or do you think his chances? I,
1: has I gone? fear
2: for him. I don't think it's gone. I, I, and I think I think Klopp's already shown <coughs> that. I mean. What the hell, Kevin? Kevin Stewart's playing for Liverpool, not anymore, really. But you know, Who is was uh, older than Emery. Older Chan, than, apparently, older yeah. than Emery <laughs> Chan. Uh, <laughs> who is slightly older than Alberto Moreno? Um, I think. I think it's going to be tough for him. I think, as Paul says, Woodburn's clearly ahead of him in the pack and order now. Um
0: well, he's a different he's three, type of player, though. He is
2: a different type of player, but okay. But I would say, if he's not going to get in, if he's not going to get a sniff now when Sadio Mane is out and there's absolutely no wingers anywhere else mm. in this in this football team, then when is he going to get a chance? Because Klopp's going to strengthen in the summer. He's going to strengthen out wide. He wanted to strengthen out wide last summer. He wanted to strengthen out wide in January. And I just don't know how much stock gets put in what's happening at the under-23s, to be honest. I, 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 you know It's a really good development tool, but I think the fact that he's captain of the under-23s says a lot as well because it means that he's always going to be there. Mm. You know, that's why you have a you have a captain there because they're, they're always going to be playing. I think he probably deserves a chance. Um, I mean, his goal ratio would say that, you know, why wouldn't you give him a, a, an option in the, in the League Cup next season? Most definitely. But look, Liverpool get Champions League. They're just going to get stronger and stronger. The, the squad, I can see them buying two wingers and it's just pushing them down the peck and all there. Mm. So it's unfortunate. It's a bit of a strange one. Um, but I'd, I'd be surprised if he plays more than 20 games for
0: Liverpool. Final question then. Uh, who's going to play up front against West Brom How will we'll it see. be will it be <laughs> will it be will it be Daniel Sturridge he came on i know it is his first appearance since i think it was 2 months wasn't it more than 2 months yeah came on uh he played the pass in for uh, Firmino to to the build up of the uh, at the uh, the first goal which is a pass that Origi would never probably ever be able to make or even see but Origi is obviously he's fit he's firing he's scored a few goals recently would you start up front Sturridge or Origi
1: Um, that's a tough one actually. I go for Sturridge. Um, I think Sturridge is is a more talented player. I think he's a better finisher. Um, Obviously, you know, talking about Daniel Sturridge always comes with the caveat of the injuries, and I think it's been three years now of of consistent injuries, and that's a a lot of games. Um, But when he's uh, when he's on the pitch, I think he's a better player than Origi So. If he um, if he come back into the squad against Bournemouth and he played against Stoke, put him in from of the off on Sunday and, and see how we go.
0: Justin?
2: I'd be open to Sturridge actually against West uh, against West Brom. I just feel Origi sometimes gets dragged into a, a, a real dog face with with these sorts of defenders, and he spends more time wrestling with them than, than actually focusing on you know his has a hand. He's young, that'll happen. And yeah, I just I just think that little bit of extra quality that Sturridge does possess, even though we haven't seen it much this season could be the difference and uh, and I I know with Am Gareth obviously he obviously got a score obviously got a score now, I've said that. Um or whoever at the centre back, Johnny Evans even said And Rondon getting his hat trick as well, don't forget. Yeah, Ron, yeah. Ron don't oh, well, that's, that's, that's four already. <laughs> um, so and you know, Evans had a really good season. this isn't to dismiss the defence as it but they are they are the players that they are. I'd much rather come up against Tivokarie than Daniel Sturridge tomorrow. But that's to say, you know, certain other defenders would rather come up against storage than Origi. But I think tomorrow, I think it may suit
0: storage. I'm in agreement with the pair of I think storage has to start. But then I've been saying that for nearly all the season. And Klopp's just paid no attention to me for some reason. I don't know why. So that's Origi and Wilson starting yes, tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> right, uh, that'll do us. Uh, join us next week where we will look back at, hopefully, another Liverpool victory. Cheerio.